0: I'm Cassie. And I'm Brittany. And we're sisters from Texas. I live in the
1: city. And I live in the country. We both homeschool our kids. We love baking bread and making all things homemade. Basically, we're just taking it back to our roots and learning to do things the old school way, the way our great grandmas did. Welcome to this Shalom home. Thanks for joining part two of the story of our brother's death. He passed away in a tragic car accident in 2009, and Cassie and I sit down together to share the story of going through the grief of losing our big brother. And so, thank you for joining us for the second podcast. If you haven't listened to number one, make sure you go back and listen. Otherwise, we're going to jump right into where we left off. So, Brittany here, I did go see. The car. So, I do remember that. And like Cassie said, where Shane died, plus where our parents lived. It was this, like, evil triangle, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just so sad. I remember the months and months and months after I would come home to visit. It was just, there was nowhere I could drive to get to my parents' house that didn't have such a tragic memory. There was either the last, the last, um, road he took to go home. There was either the spot where he had his wreck, there was the cemetery, or there was his house. Like, it was all of it. Yeah, like, so he had stayed late at work that night. He
0: worked at, like, a special needs kid's home. I don't know how to describe it. Like, Like, kids that were very severely ill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... Uh, oh, physically, uh, mentally disabled. Yeah, yeah. disabled. And he worked there. He was the maintenance man. But he was painting. He was an artist. Shane was amazing at painting oh, yeah. and art and all of that. And he was painting a mural there. And he was coming home late at night. His wreck, I think, happened at eleven sixteen p.m., if I'm correct. Wow. Well, I might be wrong. Um, but I think that's the time. And so he um, had been painting that. And come home. So, for me, for a long time, I was like, every time I would make that trip, okay, I lived in Japan, but that time I was there, and even after I moved back, like,
1: I realized this was the last
0: strip he drove, you know? And that was really hard.
1: Yeah, so I did go see his car with my mom. I do remember because we, it was shocking because there was nothing on the side of his car. Like, it wasn't like something hit him hard. Like, there was nothing there that looked like the car looked perfect from the front. You know, I think the back window was out or something, but in his... The front seat of his car was bent. And you could tell it was just there. He wasn't buckled up and um, it had thrown him out of the car. But his car looked perfect. And I remember us just being, like, in disbelief again. Like, how in the world did this happen? And like, you know, it wasn't some, like, head-on collision. It was just his car. And he hit a culvert and it spun him out of the car, you know. And so it was just, like, it was just another kind of devastating blow, I guess. But so we did all these things and like cassie said when she showed up from japan our house was full of people and so i kind of wanted to take this second part of this podcast into talking about like how we're able to be vulnerable and i think there's parts of that because like cassie said her journey has been like at first was like i don't want anyone to see me sad like i don't want to cry in front of anyone, and i think we all have that tendency at times to kind of like cover up that piece of us and that tragedy piece but i think when you also go through such a tragedy that keeps you like so vulnerable because you literally don't have the, like, energy to feed yourself or the desire to feed yourself when she was six months pregnant or whatever. You, you like, have to have people help you, I guess. And so, you know, there are so many people already are at our house. I think even that morning when I got there, either when I got there or shortly after, a friend that I was very good friends with in high school was already there, like, checking on us. And I remember being shocked. Like, I mean, we were very good friends growing up, and I was shocked that she was there already checking on us. But... We were covered in people you know just like and it was sweet like i don't say that bad like with people coming bringing things for our family you know providing food providing just anything we needed and it was very sweet and helpful and so i feel like sometimes in that journey it just kind of opens it up naturally for you to um just have to be open about things and so i think part of that losing someone causes you to open up a little bit more. For me anyways. I don't know if that's the case for Cassie. She might could share. Yeah, I think I think you're
0: right. I think also it's very important to note. I did go see the car.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh
0: but I didn't want to. So anyone if you are facing loss, you're doing these things, I think that it's important you do allow yourself to walk through the things that way you don't have any regrets. Because I may have would have regretted, you know, because I may I would have heard their story, what I wouldn't have known because my takeaway also realizing
1: nothing was wrong with the car or the car seats oh yeah which his kids were not with him and that was a one of the first questions i think i had yeah he was coming home from work working on that mural late in the evening and his kids weren't with him but nothing was wrong and you know
0: he so he was thrown out of his car and lost his debit card mm-hmm. do you remember we went and we walked to that property
1: yeah
0: on the side of the road looking and to this day we never found that debit card it was really interesting you know it could have gone into the soil or something but you know just looking for things and yeah but i do think allowing people in because that's always a very hard thing and i through the years have grown better at that and in 2021 when we lost zion you know people came to britney's aid people wanted to help and i was just like we're gonna say yes you know like we're not gonna be like no 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 because in the same breath you have to realize like i know me like if i hear someone i know loses someone i want to do whatever i can to help even if that means bringing you a meal you know what i mean like and so if you're saying no to people you're stealing their
1: joy too even when it's hard for you to accept whatever they're trying to give you yeah yeah and i think part of uh even us being vulnerable, I think they were, like Cassie mentioned, the blog. She was blogging to, like, keep us updated on their life. And I started blogging after losing Shane because it was an outlet for me to share the tragedy and what I was feeling. It was almost like an online, like, journal. And I didn't share it with people. I shared it with my mom and my sister. And I told my mom, you should, I remember telling my I mom. Think mom I, say, yeah. I think
0: mom started one, too. Yeah, I was yeah. like, you should do
1: this. It feels so good to write it out, right? And it's so interesting. And then from there, we started blogging. And we started doing all this stuff together and, like, blogging a lot of things and it evolved you know into some life things and home stuff but even after losing my son I did the same thing basically but on social media and I shared and I was vulnerable and I think for me it's so healing to let it out and I mean I am more of a emotionally connected person you know I'm like uh I got a degree in psychology and so that stuff is really important to me and like finding freedom through your issues and tragedy and things like that is really important to me and so to be open about it is very helpful and i know it's healing and good it's kind of like journaling it's so good for us you know and to like get our emotions out helps you self-regulate and all these other things and so that was important to me and so i've always been willing to i guess share my life and try to like share the realness i mean it's hard to share it all but like you try in a way that you know there's still some pictures even of my own son that i look at you know because he was born not breathing and then we got to have him for three days at the hospital and there are some pictures I'm like I don't want anyone else to see the hard that that is you know like and the like death that's in the picture really it's like that's not I don't know it's just like it's too vulnerable for people you know on social media and things like that but I shared a lot and I think I don't know there's just a lot of things when you go through that tragedy like you just have to say yes to an extent otherwise you're just like digging yourself in lonely really hard hole and so like she said people want to help so you're still in their like opportunity and i think we've all felt that like we want to help but we don't know how and so like being willing to say yes is giving people that opportunity yeah so i'm
0: not actually near as emotionally driven that's not the mm-hmm. is that the word you said
1: i, I aware, uh, I think or something.
0: as Brittany, i would much rather handle my own um get over things myself i don't know why that's part of my personality, but it is. Um, And in losing Shane, I really felt like I could not um, fully feel my emotions until I was back in Texas with my family. Mm. So, you know, that was a really hard thing. But then once we're here, you know, we're surrounded by a lot of people. We're hearing all these great things about Shane and, you know, different personality because Shane was a great person. Like he was amazing. And, um, he had his own struggles in life. He, I felt like, uh, he struggled a lot with different things that made life a little harder for him. And I mean, I just think like, what would he think of us today? You know, like he'd be so happy to be part of all these kids' lives and just be part of our lives, but that's just not the way it is. Um, but when, I, one of the things I want to say is one of the regrets I have, so you have to remember, I had to leave. I had to leave at the end of the year to go back to Japan. And one of the biggest regrets I have is that me, Mom, and Brittany went and cleaned his house out. So quickly. So quickly. We just thought, we just need to get it done. We got to handle business. And, you know, honestly, I didn't want them to do it without me. Um but years later, like we regret that. So, you know, you're able to use your experience. That's what I was going to say. You're able to use your experiences to help people. Mm-hmm. I've said many a times I'm part of a club i never asked to be part of. And that's the club that I've lost a sibling, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, Brittany can say that about a couple things now, you know, and, but you are able to grow closer with people and grow bonds over this. And I've told people when they, you know, when I know they've lost someone, I'll just, I've learned the things you just don't say. First of all, you don't say, He's in a better place Mm. because when you're going through that,
1: no matter what your faith is, that is not something you want to hear or believe. And just in like heaven needed another angel. Like it just doesn't make you feel better. Like I don't care. No. Uh, Like any of us can selfishly say we'd rather have them here. And, and I would always say
0: he'd be happier here. I mean, how do I know? You know, but like how it's just very hard. So when people are going through something, I'm always quick to send a message and be like, Hey, I'm not going to tell you what people will say. I'm going to tell you this sucks. And your first year is going to be horrible. All the first are bad. But you have to make the choice to walk through them. So we went to his house. And the biggest thing about his house that always has stuck out to me is in his room, which, by the way, was our parents' room when we were kids, next to his bed, his phone charger was plugged in. And it I, stuck with all of us. All of us. Because, you know, it was just a moment where you just kind of break down crying. Because, like,
1: his phone charger was there. He, pla- he was just planning on coming home.
0: And put his phone to charge and go to bed.
1: Yeah. Like, it's just just like how fragile life can be that like in a moment. Like, he had all intentions to be back there, charge his phone, living his life that evening. And he was a quarter, or half a mile away to so doing that. Close.
0: So close. You're like, why? Yeah. Why didn't you just save him, Lord? Like, you're going to get, when there's loss, like there's anger that comes in there. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how much faith you have. Like, I think it's
1: probably normal, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. if you weren't angry, I would maybe be concerned yeah yeah for sure and i think not letting those anger feelings or questions or things come up is like depriving yourself of the process of grief and so i don't feel angry today
0: no what i feel angry i'll be honest what i feel angry about today is when i see other people
1: throwing away relationships with their siblings specifically older brothers yeah or even younger brothers or even people just living crappy lives like we've seen that a lot and we're like what a shame! Like. Shane wanted to be here. Our brother, like, that is something I think we've like said a lot. Like, our brother wanted to be here. He had three kids, three kids, and he wanted to be here with them, you know? And so it's just like, it's just not fair, you know? And it's not fair. And that, I think, is something we can still say. And, yeah so how
0: different our lives would be today right and there are times we see things or we hear things or we see people or whatever we're like oh shane would be an uncle like that or that's the way shane would be as a dad you know or
1: um i heard something last week like some funny tiktok video i was like i could so hear like i could almost hear my brother's voice in this man's like funny comments to his daughter and like thinking about him now being with like grown children like his oldest daughter will be 21 this year and it's like I've thought recently, like, how would our brother interact with like adult children? It would be like, and her boyfriend. And her boyfriend. Yeah, just like things you're just like sad to not be able to see, you know? And so, so I uh, did get married in December 19th, 2009. Uh, That was two weeks after my brother died in a car wreck. And, um, uh, Cassie did have to go back to Japan and then she had her first son that next year. So, I mean, along with like all the first year stuff, there were so many like life changing things we went through that year.
0: And then our for mom, ourselves. you know, like oh, yeah. not only like and our dad, you know, both of our parents, like their son died and then both of their daughters left again. Like, yeah. And it's like, here's the thing. And if you've experienced loss, you experience it like for. You know, the first couple of weeks, people are there. People yeah. are... It's busy, busy. And then all of a sudden, everyone's gone, you know? And so, you yeah. know, if you have someone that is going through something, I would just encourage you, set a reminder in your phone two or three weeks after it happens. Reach out. Take them a meal. Go have coffee. You know, do something. And I will say, when I got back to Japan, um, I just had some of the best friends ever over there. I was just reading in my memories the other day, and it, you know, I said, I came back to Japan my best friends had gone to my house they had cleaned it completely they had taken down all the christmas decor because i can tell you right now i didn't want to see anything christmas um shane loved christmas so when we went to his house like it was you know december 3rd when it happened and we went over there like his christmas tree his white christmas tree was already up his his, stockings that you bought him right for his kids you know they were monogrammed for him and his kids and you know it was all ready yeah. and so the last thing i wanted to see was christmas and so they had taken it all down put it away had brought us food that night and you know i i felt like i could be more open because i don't even know if i saw them before i left because i did not want to see anyone yeah. you know like no and um i remember going back to cl- teaching and just i would drive take noah to his little nanny and then i would drive to the school and I would just cry, mm. and I would listen to worship music, and cry, and cry, and I'm thinking, when is this ever mm. going to end, you know, and, um, there's still seasons, even like a few weeks ago, I, my kids were asking about him, and so I went and searched my email, and I found voicemails, and we listened to them, and, you know, in that moment, with my kids sitting right there, I broke down crying, you know, because, whoa, I haven't heard this voice in a long time.
1: Yeah, and I, uh, you know, went back to Abilene, and left an unmarried woman and came back married and even then I remember someone saw me at the store and they are like oh y'all are married now and really in my head I was like or like they said something like oh it's, life is so different or something like you're married now and I thought life is so different because my brother died and they knew but like people don't know what to say
0: and that's the thing you have to remember is to give people grace because they don't know what to say to you and I don't think people mean ill will I just I may have mentioned this a minute ago but I remember sitting there during his viewing People just coming and being so sweet. It was like... Every third person wants to tell us. Something he's, we don't want to hear. Yeah. We don't want to hear. You think my mom wanted to hear he's in a better place well, now? Yeah. You know, or like... But you definitely
1: learned during those times yeah. what not to do. But even... If you don't know what to do, just showing up for people and saying something like, or not saying anything, just being there is better than nothing, like better than ignoring it. And I will say, you know, Cassie said, like, it is hard when people like went back to their own life, but you're like, my life is like forever changed. Like people were there and it's sweet and it's helpful, but like. To just, like, even if you have to set a reminder in your phone, like, every third week of the month or something, like, text this friend and ask, how are you doing in association with this issue? Even if they haven't brought it up, they haven't talked about it, because it's still happening. It's still part of their life. And so, to sh- I had people that would do that. They would ask me just off and on, like, good friends, like how are you about your brother? Like, how are, and it was just so helpful just to be like, okay, it's not forgotten. People didn't forget just cause like I'm having to go back to life and like do school or do this or now I'm married or whatever. People know like my life still drastically changed, you know? And I went back and I still to this day don't even know who did it, but somebody moved all my stuff out of my apartment. Somebody I meaning probably multiple people and into our new married home, into our new married home. And so I'm thankful for people showing up, you know.
0: And just remember to say their name. Even when Zion passed away. Like, I would tell people, just say his name. Yeah, you know? don't be
1: afraid to say their name. People
0: would say to me, I don't know what to say to her. Just go tell her you're sorry about Zion. Say their name, you know. Because
1: you just, there's just such a tragedy that you feel like they're just gone and forever forgotten. And even today, we saw a quote about the Holocaust, actually. And it was talking about how this You know the tragedy is that these generations are gone with this one person these people that are gone like there's a missing piece not only in that person but the future generations that would have come and it's just hard and sad and so to remember them and say their name is so helpful so anyways we wanted to share the story of our brother because we've been asked and so that's our story and also kind of the piece of being vulnerable and real about hard things and letting people help letting people in
0: yep